Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be on my birthday. Oh my god, it was my birthday. <laughs> and I turned 52 on the 25th. Woo! <laughs> I'd like to say I turned 25 on the 52nd, but eh, eh. <laughs> anyway, I hope that whenever and wherever you happen to be on my birthday that you are able to laugh <laughs> at yourself and the hilarious circumstances that on occasion will present themselves to you. No matter what is going on in your life, there's always a way to find humor in what happens. Now, sometimes something will happen and it's not very funny at all. And you get really angry and you get really upset and you're just like, oh, I can't believe this happened to me. And it might take years. And then you get to the other end of years and you go, oh my God, remember that one? one thing that happened it was hilarious it was so funny well sometimes you're able to laugh at yourself right away and you know life sometimes is a big fat cosmic joke and sometimes you make plans and they fall through and sometimes God laughs while you're making plans and sometimes everything seems so sweet and on the up and up and then it ends up hilarious anyway Take culinary disasters for one thing. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys a story. Yesterday, my son said, I want to order everything I need to make you a no-bake cheesecake. Now, the reason we're doing no-bake is we do not have an oven. We moved into the house of a chef but there was no oven. There's a stove, there's a barbecue outside, but there's no oven. It's so annoying. In fact, there's no room for an oven in this house. <laughs> so it's really annoying because not only is the landlady who owns this place, not only is she a chef, but her ex-husband, the reason she moved out, is a chef and owns a restaurant it's like what how the hell could this have been your place there's no oven anyway <clears throat> my son says to me yesterday I need to order groceries and I don't want you to look at them you can't see what I'm ordering 
And I'm like, okay, just let me know the amount, <laughs> you know, don't go overboard. So he started adding stuff up happily saying, don't look over my shoulder and keeping my own tablet from me because I'm the one at the app. <laughs> and he was like, oh my God, $135. I'm like, um, that better not be for cake only. Right. And he's like, okay, I could take this off. I could take that off. I could, I could get this. I could get that. Okay. $77 later. And that included, I mean, he bought some steak. Oh my God. We'll probably have that this week. And I already have a bunch of vegetables in there for, for salad. So we're going to eat really well this week. And so he, he did good. He got water. He got a bunch of things that we needed for the house. So that was pretty cool. But okay. So I don't know. He went to, I mean, he was going back and forth between my tablet ordering this, this stuff and his cell phone where he had the recipe that he was looking at online. And it's supposed to be this gourmet, wonderful, uh, website. And so he got all the stuff all the stuff arrived. He said, get upstairs. You're, you can't see a thing. So he hid everything he had ordered for my birthday. And then this morning he calls me from downstairs. He says, happy birthday. Good morning. I've made coffee. Oh my God. What a sweetheart, right? Oh my God. I was so excited. And I started to go downstairs. He's like, but don't come downstairs. And I hear clanging and banging and all this noise from downstairs. I heard the blender or the food processor going, or maybe both, um, all this commotion and chaos, <laughs> what he's really good at chaos and I, all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is going to be amazing. And it started to smell really good. I'm like, ah, oh, he's making something amazing. All right. All right. This is cool is all right. So I just, um, I waited and I waited and I laid in bed for a couple more hours, which was cool. All right. Having a lazy birthday. Happy with that. I'm not going to do any schoolwork today, even though I'm a little bit behind. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just enjoy my day with my son. So he says, okay, you could come downstairs. And then I'm like halfway down the stairs. Oh, hold on a minute. And I hear the freezer door open and the freezer door shut. And I go all the way downstairs. He's like, Hey, would you like some coffee? The, the kitchen's a disaster. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Let's have coffee. I'm not going to say a word about the kitchen. It's all good. It's, it's cool. You know, I expected as much, so that's cool. We'll, we'll get them made by the end of the week. We're fine. And <laughs> oh my God. So then he says, I can't stand it. I can't stand it, Mama. You got to see your birthday cake. It's a no-bake cheesecake. And he pulls it out, and it's two-tone brown. It's kind of like a caramely color and a brown. And then I quickly realized, oh, my God, he bought peanuts and made his own peanut butter. And then I see that I notice on the counter, on our nice granite countertop that I just clean two days ago, whereas everything was spotless. Uh, there's all these Hershey's wrappers and I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> so this 
cream cheese that he had bought, he mixed with sugar and he mixed with uh, melted Hershey's. It sounds awesome, right? So, and and then I noticed that the, the, the cookies wrapper, we don't have graham crackers here. So he found the only cookie he knows in Ecuador to taste like graham crackers and put that through the fruit processor as well. And then I see a pan with the crumbs and oh my God, he made, he even made the crust. He made the peanut butter. He made, I mean, this is amazing. And on top of this cake, there is raspberries and blackberries and the teeniest, tiniest little candles I've ever seen in my life. And they are adorable. They're like in the very center, there's a queen (laughs) with the crown and like a little um, ballet slippers and one's a little dress. This is like what you buy for like a four-year-old birthday party, but I'm absolutely like loving every bit of this. This is so freaking adorable. Well, thank God he's not going to put 52 candles on the cake because I mean, we live in a wooden house, fire hazards being what they are. (laughs) So the cake wasn't setting right it wasn't setting when you shake it a little bit it was like jello for like an hour in the fridge like this and then and so my son said you know I'm gonna put it in the freezer for a couple hours okay fine puts it back in the freezer and we're sitting there we're watching our show um, uh, our new show teenage bounty hunters which is a little awkward to watch together but we're getting through it and it's such a good show it is funny and it's, 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 it's got its issues. It's got a couple social issues that, that we sit and talk about, but, um, overall it's a really good show. It's a brand new show on Netflix. And we were like, yeah, this is cool. This is it. And, um, I get a little notice and I go, oh my God. Okay. Well, I had ordered a dozen, <laughs> a dozen authentic Mexican enchiladas like shredded like the chicken is hand shredded with a fork and everything done from scratch and this is from my friend Rumi who grew up in Los Angeles okay he's half Ecuadorian half Mexican American he's got like grandparents in Mexico right so he grew up you know around authentic Mexican food and I'm like Oh my God, I know your Mexican food's going to be incredible because, you know, you're like half Mexican and I was not disappointed by the way. Holy man, those, I mean, they made me cry. I looked at my son and I said, I just remembered when I was really little, my parents always threw a birthday party for me, invited no one I knew, but all of their friends, but those, uh, the authentic chicken enchiladas that... I made with my parents and we learned from the people who came from Mexico lived across the street from me you know when I was growing up and then we had some other friends that were Mexican and like my my stepmom would go around getting tips on how to make everything from everybody and my even my my grandma my grandma was uh, my grandma Emma she um, was in the Catholic Church and she knew a lot of people that barely spoke English from Mexico, Mexican Americans, as well as people who 
had just like come to visit or ended up staying and she learned a tip or two from you know from cooking Mexican food and I'm like so it's like if you've never had Mexican food immediately try to get some (laughs) I mean I don't care who you are if you've never had it and you try it you're gonna love it it's so good it's not always super spicy some of it is but this was spicy but the perfect amount of spice and Rumi is my friend's name and he is he owns this little cafe called Nucalata. If you're in Cuenca, he's got the best coffee in town. It's maybe a dollar more um, per kilo, but it's it's worth it. It's worth it. Um, he's got dark roast and medium roast. And I met him at the, the writer's conference. Um, and he's like one of the coolest people I've ever met. He like talks with an English accent. I mean, like Los Angeles, California. English accent okay and it just makes me homesick it makes me homesick for for LA I'm just like uh, I'm always gonna be an LA girl at heart you know but this food it made me cry my parents God rest their souls they're both dead my stepmom and my dad the ones who raised me my my um, mother who raised me until I was five you know um, but all these people who always always uh embrace the mexican culture and like we would go down my mom would take me to olvera street where i'd have authentic tamales and taquitos and but everything the enchiladas it was like it was a ritual in our house to make enchiladas and if you are what you eat i must be half mexican because oh my god i love mexican food so much so i i had the mexican food coming and then I get a notification from this place we just discovered that makes uh, shawarma. <laughs> and my son's like, he just looked at me and he's like, Mom, please. I'm like, oh my God. So I had to buy six shawarmas, like chicken shawarma and, and with chips and soda. And we never, ever drink soda. So with both of the foods we bought, we got two things of soda in the house, which is hilarious. We just, one of them was sugar-free. It, it's always random. One was Pepsi, one was Coca-Cola, you know, which is appropriate because Coca grows here in Ecuador. And yes, there's still Coca in Coca-Cola, but it is part of the bitter flavor of the soda, but it makes it really good, right? But um, also why it settles your tummy if you're sick. Anyway, so this was our day, you know, our whole day was about eating. <laughs> having food and eating and having conversation and watching our show and stopping our show to talk about stuff and just having really good conversation. We had a great day together. And but all day, my son's like, I want to try the cake. Let's have the cake. Let's eat cake first. Life's uncertain. Eat dessert first, right? That's what you always say, mom. How many times in your life have you always had your cake first before the meal? I'm like, Oh, I am. I'm holding out for those enchiladas. Well, the shawarma came first, so I had. I'm like, okay, there's six. We're gonna have three each. I ate two, and I said, surprise. I actually got you four. I always planned it, and I said, what I want for my birthday is for you to be full. <laughs> You're a growing teenage boy. I need you for once in your life to feel full and just like at the end of the day be satisfied. Like, oh, I finally got enough food. So he's like, that is so awesome. I love that, you know, so 
I even bought brownies. I bought birthday brownies because Rumi has amazing brownies, like thick on the frosting and just good brownies. So, um, so that, I mean, literally I don't even think about food hardly at all ever, but it was my birthday. So I just focused on it for the one day. Right. And, but my son kept going, Oh, we should have it. We should have it. He kept going, getting it out of the, out of the freezer and, Oh, look at this cheesecake. It's so beautiful. I hope it's good. You know, and <clears throat> I mean, I'm like, all right, you know, it looks good. And after a while, we're looking at this thing and we're like, you know, it's kind of growing a little bit. It's like weird. So we get a spoon and we take the spoon around the edge and get, you know, so it doesn't drip. Okay. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, now it looks, we have to do it again. <laughs> And again and again, like six or seven times. And it kept like oozing out the side of, of our glass pan or, or pie plate. And I'm like, this thing is like the blob. It's like, I'm afraid it's going to take over the town. And we, <laughs> and we were like making fun of it. We were like laughing about it, but we were having a great time. Because one thing we love to do is we love to make really good food. We love to cook together. That's what we did all weekend. In fact, maybe tomorrow I'll show you some of the things we made over the weekend. Um, I like to make spaghetti sauce from scratch, and I like to make um, um, salads. And he um, he makes really amazing food. So we were we made stir fry together over the weekend. I mean, we did a lot of fun stuff, lots of stuff with vegetables. So um, you know, so today was like an anomaly to have stuff with hardly any vegetables, but. And then with this massive cheesecake you made. So finally, after we ate and we were full, and oh my God, was it good food today. And and that's the other thing. I always make food at home. I never order out. And I ordered out for two things today. So it was like a very, like, it was more of a, a celebration day. And so we're sitting here and my son's like, okay, here it is this is it, this is it, um, and he goes to cut it, and as he cut it, he's like, wow, the, the candles, well, we lit the candles, but because it was frozen, it took a while to light the candles, half of the candles were burned down, by the time we got the other half, the candles lit, because it was, the candles were frozen, they wouldn't catch on fire, and we were laughing our asses off, we're trying not to, we're both, we're both here with matches, we're both trying to light it, we're not getting, um, we're trying to make sure our sleeves don't catch on fire, while we were laughing our asses off and making fun of, like, the circumstance around the cake, I'm like, there's a lot of peanut butter on this thing, you know, <laughs> I hope this is gonna be good, it sounds good, you know, Reese's peanut butter cheesecake sounds amazing, and so he, we're like trying to light it. We're lighting it. And I'm like, oh my God, the candle's already starting to go out. I haven't made my birthday wish. Like this is becoming ridiculous. We're laughing and laughing. And then we, um, and then my son's like, okay. After I blew out the candles, made my wish and whatnot, he starts to cut the cake. And we notice that when you move the candles, every the whole cake moves like it's jello. And we're like, what the hell? <laughs> he's like mom there's no reason that this should be this way it's only sugar and uh cheese or cream cheese and chocolate melted chocolate i mean cheesecake and chocolate when you get them cold 
uh, <laughs> get pretty solid. But this thing is like jello. It's like a jello that hasn't set and it's been six hours now. And we're like, what the actual hell is wrong with this? Except for the peanut butter, which is extremely solid. <laughs> It's, it's it's solid on top. So he goes to cut it. And then as he cuts it, he's like, I'm trying not to say anything. And I'm like, I'm going to love it. This is going to be great. And he's like, you know what? I'm, um, I think, okay. He's like, well, I'm going to, I'll put it in your plate and then I'll put it on my plate. But I think I want to try it first. <laughs> Just in case, because I, I don't know. I'm like, okay. And so he puts it, so he gets, he gets a piece and it starts drooping down and it's hanging like three or four, it's like dripping. <laughs> it's like hanging three or four inches down below the spatula and he, he puts it in my, on my plate and he has to kind of scrape it onto my plate. And as he does so, the whole thing comes completely discombobulated and the chocolate part that's the chocolate cheesecake part looks like pudding covered in graham cracker crumbs and then the other part is just peanut butter with raspberry sticking out of it and I'm trying not to say anything and he's trying not to say anything we're both trying not to laugh we're like this is so ridiculous so then he gets his um his part on his plate he's like let me try it first I'm like okay great and he takes a bite out of it and he goes oh my god He's like, it tastes, it tastes like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> and he's like, and he goes, quick, quick, eat the raspberries. Just eat the raspberries. Okay. So I'm like, okay, fine. Okay, fine. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to roll with it. I like peanut butter and jelly. Who doesn't love peanut butter and jelly? He's like, how the hell does the berries taste like jelly when they're like fresh? They're fresh raspberries. They were just picked like two days ago. Wow. You know, and he's like getting upset and I'm like, try not, I'm not going to keep it up in mind. Everything's going to be great. <laughs> and he goes, I don't know. This is weird. I think I like it. I don't know. You try it. I'm like, okay. I looked at him. I'm like moment of truth. Like we've been waiting all day. I take a bite <laughs> I, and, and the bite that I take is, is the peanut butter part with the raspberry. I take a bite. And it tastes exactly like an old peanut butter sandwich. And I looked at him and I burst into complete hysterical laughter. I could not speak. I shove, I, I just drop, I just drop the spoon and I, and I have to, I, I'm afraid I'm going to pee my pants. I'm laughing so hard, just to be honest, laughing so freaking hard. <laughs> I ran in the bathroom and my son, is it that bad? Is it that bad? And, and as I'm, as I'm biting this, he looks at me and he goes, mom, it tastes like peanut butter jelly sandwich. You should eat the berries first. And as I put that first bite in my mouth, he, he holds his hand up in warning and he goes, mistakes were made. <laughs> it was when he said mistakes were made. <laughs> That's when I lost it. <laughs> mistakes were made and I just I ran upstairs I was like I don't want to pee my pants oh my god oh my god I'm laughing so hard and so I can finally compose myself after like 10 or 15 minutes I couldn't stop laughing and and then and then he says okay 
<laughs> are you okay? I'm like having an asthma attack because I was laughing so hard and I'm like taking my inhaler. I'm laughing so hard, like like tears I can't even see. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so funny. Why, how could it taste this bad? <laughs> I'm like, look, maybe I'm being mean. After all the buildup of expectation, you were disappointed. You held your hand up and said mistakes were made. <laughs> So I go back down. I'm like, okay, compose myself. I sit down and I, I'm like, oh my God, look at the candle. The main candle, the little princess or queen candle in the middle of the cake. And um, and she has a tear like the, the I'm like, you've made the queen of the candles cry. And we were laughing so hard. I took a picture. It's already up on Instagram. You guys are going to see what I mean. You made the queen of the candles cry with this horrible cheesecake. And he's like, I don't know what the hell went wrong. There's nothing that would go wrong with the ingredients. And he told me we went over it. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe the cheesecake went bad. I don't know what happened. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm going to try the chocolate part now because I didn't try it yet. I'm like, this is going to be good. And <laughs> I, I, I put the bite in my mouth. And I made them, uh, I, it was like I was eating a, a sour lemon. And I was just like, I couldn't, I, it's like I don't want to spit it out and be rude. I don't want to swallow it either and, and die. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this, with this cake. And I'm looking at him and he's looking at me and he's laughing. And he's like, what's wrong? I go, well, it's too sour. You didn't use lemon. He's like, no. And I'm like, well, what happened? He's like, I don't know. Like, how the hell can sugar be so sour? How can the chocolate be so sour? <coughs> was the was the cream cheese in date? He's like, yeah, I mean, obviously we just got it yesterday from the store, just fresh. Okay, that's no problem there. We don't know what the hell happened with this cake. And I'm like, okay, and try it again. And I, and I was like, whoa, this is bad. It smells like a freaking foot. <laughs> And he's like, is that what that is? He's like, okay, let me smell it. He goes, no, but it smells good. And they put his mouth, he goes, oh my God, it's like a foot. <laughs> How the hell does this, this cake taste like foot? And then but I'm like, well, let's just eat around that part. We'll just <laughs> eat the peanut butter and jelly part. Jesus. <laughs> This is like a peanut butter jelly sandwich after you've gone on a summer field trip to a museum and then sat in the bus for three hours. And when you get out to, to, to the bus and you get your sack lunch and you're like in kindergarten, you know, and you're like really hungry and you bite into it, and you're just so disappointed. And then he's... Oh my God, I was laughing so hard at the way he was dissing on the own, his own cake. And I'm like, we came to the conclusion that this website where he got the recipe, they just did not give a good recipe because it was terrible. And we don't know why. We've kept it. It's still in the freezer. We're going to try to figure it out. I'm like, maybe we could rinse the peanut butter off and have sandwiches because the peanut butter was really good. But I don't know, sour and chocolate just don't mix together somehow. <clears throat> it wasn't the altitude because it wasn't no bake that need to rise. I don't know what the hell happened. Anyway, that's my so 
Oh my god. I mean, it's a beautiful cake. I put it on Instagram. You guys can go see it. Absolutely beautiful. He worked his heart out on this thing. But the recipe, I think, or maybe it was just the, the cream cheese is terrible. We we didn't get the a brand we normally use. I don't know what happened. We really don't know what happened. We still don't know what the hell happened. But after we we tried to eat as much of this as we could, and and then we're like, that's it. We're just done for a while. <coughs> and then my and then my son drinks a glass of water, and he goes, oh no, and 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 he got this concerned look on his face, and he ran upstairs to his bathroom, and he came back down about 15 minutes later, and he goes, so. The cake doesn't really mix with water. <laughs> he says it was like I was channeling Linda Blair in there. I was projectile vomiting. I'm like, holy shit. You know, and there's nothing wrong with it. I don't know what happened. But he's just like, don't drink water anywhere near this cake. Don't drink water before or after or during. <laughs> there were the only, th- I, you know, there were 13 candles on the cake. <laughs> I mean, 13 times four is 52. It was the only candles he could get from the store. And, you know, we're in quarantine still seven months going. I don't know what happened. I just, it's like, is it 13 is the number of death? <laughs> it's, I mean, we feel lucky to be alive after eating half a piece of this cake. Anyway, that's my hilarious cake story. That's my birthday story. But the point is, and, and, and my son and I love, like, when we make a culinary disaster, we like just dissing on it and laughing about it, you know, because I know that's not who he is as a chef to be. His food is amazing. And my food is amazing. And I mean, he looked at me and he said, okay, mom, we need to get an oven because when we get an oven... I really want you to make your cheesecake because your cheesecake is amazing. I'm like, yes, it is. You know, and there's a couple things he'll say, okay, look, I will cook everything for us except your spaghetti sauce. And, you know, and he has his things that he knows I do really good, that I'm really good at. You know, so he has a list in his mind of the things that, like, are my realm cooking wise. But it's one of the things we love. We've always loved cooking together ever since he was little and my, my oldest kid too. So, so we had a good time and, and I was proud of him for making this beautiful cake, but I don't know what went wrong, but next time we will be, <laughs> we will be doing like an actual bake cheesecake and probably it's going to be a while if never will we ever try another chocolate peanut butter um, thing like it was like the Reese's peanut butter thing is what we were going for right is the idea and I should have just let him do the strawberry one because I love strawberries but I recently saw something about parasites and strawberries which freaked me out and it's natural normal and we've been eating them our whole lives but when you put strawberries in um, cold salt water the parasites come out of the strawberries and it takes about 10 minutes and then you rinse them off and there's no more parasites and bada boom bada bing you're fine and you're always going to be fine because they're edible and they don't hurt us but the idea that they're there freaks people out is once you know this you may never eat another strawberry and um what's the opposite of you're welcome i'm so sorry i just told you that <laughs> you know but i mean it's 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 creepy right 
And that's the only reason we didn't do a strawberry one, but which we ought to have. But um, <laughs> I'm like, okay, we've got to perfect this one a little bit more before we uh, take this one public. If we ever have a restaurant, this is not going to be on the menu. He's like, oh my God, maybe we can make this for our enemies. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think so. I mean, they might be able to sue us. <laughs> Oh my God. But you know, when you have a culinary disaster, when you, you know, it's fun to, you know, make fun of it and just, and and accept that, okay, this one didn't work out. It's probably the recipe. It's one of the ingredients was bad or something, you know, and it's just, it's okay to move on from there and just, okay, whatever. But sometimes we make mistakes in life and sometimes, sometimes they're hilarious. And you have to see the humor in it as soon as humanly possible. Sometimes, like I said, sometimes it could take 10 years before you see the humor in it. You know, you have to learn and and grow (laughs) quite a bit before you're able to laugh at yourself. Um, It's just one of those things. I mean, it's um, really and truly, it's one of those things that you're... uh, It's just something that you got to learn, you know. Um, I had uh, a couple of uh, things that happened to me when I was a kid. I'm not going to go into it, but, I mean, things that were not very funny at all, where other people said, you need to learn to laugh at yourself. And it was them covering them tra- their tracks about um, um, abusing me, basically, you know, hurting me and then laughing because I fell or that I got hurt because, oh, that's so funny, <laughs> Yeah, hurt the hurt the five year old. That's hilarious, right? It's not funny. It's not funny at all. But you know, and I don't mean like that. I don't mean like you know, if you fell off a ladder and that was hysterically funny. Well, it might be funny the way it looks to other people, but the fact that if you get hurt, that's not too funny, right? Just like the the video of the man being um, with a cat being hurled out, and the cat jumped from it looked like in the video it looked like he just ju- jumped from the sky the cat landed just on this man's head and knocked him out just crumpled him and he was an old man and it was very once you realize he's an old man and look he's not getting up and he ended up 23 days in the hospital with a contusion on his head from a cat jumping on his head it I mean, like it literally looked like it fell out of the sky <clears throat> and then, i mean to the point where the dog got angry, the dog that was walking with the man got angry and cornered the cat and was like confronting it. Like, what the hell did you just do, you know, to my master? And I told you guys that this in the um, last Friday's episode in the weird, weird, weekly weird world news section of the show. <coughs> I mean, it was like crazy, you know, and it's like that kind of thing. I don't mean like that, but sometimes like you make a mistake and it's hysterically funny. You know, like I remember one time I um, was lazy and I didn't get a new outfit to go to the mall and my boyfriend had come over and we had <coughs> had a wild night together, lots of alcohol involved. And um, I just, it's like, I need to go get new, you know, I got new, this is so embarrassing, but I got new underwear, right? And, and I got, you know, like a new shirt, but I'm going to put on my old jeans. Cause you know, I only wore them yesterday. All right, fine. 
and I forgot that when I took them off, my other underwear was inside them. Okay, very embarrassing story, but this is what I did. And I can laugh about it now because it's freaking funny. So I'm walking in the mall with him where we're gonna go shopping before I drop him off at his work. And as we're walking um, in the mall, people were giving me the weirdest looks, like dirty looks, like what the hell's wrong with you sort of looks. And apparently my underwear that I had on the day before inside my jeans, which I forgot I had done that, had worked its way down my jeans and had hooked onto the Velcro of my shoe. And as I'm walking, my little panties were like flip-flopping all over, like they were like dragging on the floor and but hooked onto my shoe. <laughs> and, I'm, and people are looking at me like, what the hell's wrong with you? And I'm looking at them like, what the hell's wrong with you? I'm like, take a picture, it'll last longer. <laughs> I had no idea this was happening to me. Um, another time in high school, I was... Um, high school like you know you're a teenager everything's such a big deal I can laugh at it now but oh my god I was mortified I think I stayed home the next day I was so embarrassed I um I had worn a dress I wanted to feel beautiful and wear a dress and feminine because normally I was wearing jeans you know and I just the other girls were starting to wear dresses it was it was th- springtime in Minnesota so it was starting to be warmer out so I wore a dress and I was so excited. Now this is back in the days when we wore pantyhose and we wore slips, <laughs> which is like a dress under a dress. It's like an insane dress under a dress, but <laughs> we don't do this anymore. But, um, and, and it's a good reason we don't <laughs> wear pantyhose anymore. And anyway, I had <clears throat> somehow, I went to the bathroom during lunch <laughs> And on the way um, out of the bathroom, no one bothered to tell me. And for four and a half hours, I walked around the school with my the back of my dress and my slip tucked into my pantyhose. <laughs> so the front of my dress looked normal and I didn't know. In like four hours, people were laughing and snickering around me like they thought it was hysterically funny. And it was. <laughs> I didn't find it so damn funny. I mean, I was so mortified. I was like, oh my God. So basically people are like staring at my underwear and my dress tucked into my pantyhose. Imagine what that looks like. (laughs) And I mean, I've had a lot of wardrobe malfunctions. I've had a lot of, I am not a fashion person at all. I play the COVID fashion game because I'm hoping I will pick up something and I very, I very rarely make any like rewards and people don't like my stuff because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I really just don't. And I'm like, oh, I'm just like a fashion nightmare. <laughs> if the fashion police exist, I mean, they're probably, uh, there's a wanted poster with my name on, with underwear hanging off my shoe and my dress tucked in my pants. <laughs> I mean, because I just, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just <laughs> I've always had my own kind of quirky ass style and I look like, you know, half, half my days I look like a freaking hobo. And 
<laughs> and I think the other half of my days I would look like a clown. I don't know. I don't think I dress very well. I really don't. In fact, I'm so excited about a hat I just bought. It's a witch hat. <laughs> I just literally bought a witch's hat. <laughs> I'm hoping that will look good on me and I'll take a picture and put it on Instagram for you guys. But but I mean sometimes mistakes happen. Things happen to you, you know, and you have to be able to let it go and, and laugh about it, you know. I remember one early morning I was putting deodorant on in public. <laughs> I didn't think anyone would see me because no one was on the road and as soon as I got the deodorant out and I had my hand up my shirt trying to put the deodorant on, all of a sudden people were like right there. It was like I was sitting on a bus bench and no one was around. The bus wasn't coming for 10 more minutes. I'm safe. I got 10 minutes where no one, it's early, it's like seven in the morning. No one's going to see me. And like 30 strangers saw me put deodorant on. And I was so embarrassed, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to turn this this, this lemon into lemonade. <clears throat> so I, I wrote a poem about it, and that was one of my poems that I read for years in L.A. as a featured poet all over Los Angeles back when I was doing spoken word poetry. <laughs> I mean, I took my most embarrassing moments, and I turned them into poetry that other people hopefully could relate to otherwise they were just laughing at me <laughs> but that's okay hey I'm getting people to laugh and bringing joy and mirth into the world one way or the other I, I don't care if you're laughing at me or with me it, as long as you're laughing and it's good for your immune system and hey whatever <laughs> so I mean hey sometimes I serve in, as an example sometimes it's not a good example it's a bad example but it's an example hey you know, it's just the way I am. Hey, yoga shaman. You know, I'm a hey, yoga lightning shaman. It's just who I am. It's what I do. <laughs> anyway, it is what it is. So I hope that whenever and wherever in the world you happen to be, that you are actually able to laugh at yourself sometimes and not take yourself so seriously and not take life so seriously and don't get so mortified and embarrassed that you can't go to school or work the next day or show your face up in your group group of friends I mean you know you could always turn it around I'll tell you one more hilarious story and then we're gonna go into uh, the space weather news in the card of the day and um, so this is it one time I was I had this this amazing uh, shirt that was probably like from the 1950s and it was a really sexy shirt I back in the day when I was thin and beautiful and I it was like kind of a turquoise and green shirt again I am a miss fashion was another fashion faux pas <laughs> and it was a button-up shirt and it had like a little collar on it and it was almost like a bowling shirt kind of style but not quite and it was like wild like paisleys and flowers on it and the colors were amazing and I got this shirt for like five bucks in Silver Lake at a uh, thrift store that um, my my girlfriend at the time I was dating her and we we would go out and we would we would hit up all the most amazing neighborhoods for the vintage uh, clothes because that was the thing so half my days I was dressing goth and half the days I was wearing vintage clothes that I got for like hardly any money. I mean, in, in the kids I used to work in, and after that, about a year after that, I was working in a 
group home and the kids are always making fun of me like how much did you pay for that shirt and I'd be like five bucks I'd be proud of myself because queen of deals and they'd be like so your whole outfit and they're like calculating it is like about 20 bucks and they were like laughing their asses off they're like dude my shoes cost a hundred dollars how the hell are you able to wear and you look good you and then they'd like laugh they try not to laugh I'm like I know I don't look good right but it is my own crazy quirky style anyway <laughs> and, <coughs> and so anyway I the shirt I, I ended up in a um, in a car accident and I needed a lawyer to take my case so when I went into to take um, to get the lawyer uh, to convince him to take my case I was um, wearing the shirt and the top button had a habit of popping open and I'm kind of a busty lady and I mean he I, it popped open and in this time I was talking to him I was sitting down I leaned forward and two buttons popped open so I'm giving him like the full Monty <laughs> it was and I had no idea I had absolutely no idea wasn't on purpose obviously and I'm like I just really need you to take this case because you know what this I'm in pain you know I need help <laughs> my neck hurts and he's like, um, 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 and he know how to say he was so embarrassed. His secretary walked in, she saw it, she started laughing and walked out. And he just looked at, he's like, you're, um, you need a little, you got a little thing there. You got to, oh God. And he's like, trying not to look. And he's like, looking out the window. He's like, you got to, if, if you want me to continue to talk to you today, you're going to have to put your shirt back on. <laughs> You just gotta go back on and I'm like, oh my god, I look down and I'm like, oh honey, I need you to take the case no matter what. No matter I'm trying every which way here for you to say yes to me, right? And he started laughing and I started laughing. I turned it into a joke immediately, because obviously that's not who I am and it's not what I meant. Like and then I, I wore the same shirt when I went to um school and did the same thing while I was talking to this woman. And I'm like maybe I'm just trying to date you. You know, she said, she was like, your shirt. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just trying to date you. You're so sexy. And she started laughing and I started laughing. She's like, I'm straight. I go, I know. I was just kidding. The stupid shirt. I, I, I need to give the shirt away. I eventually, I gave it away to somebody <laughs> that did not have the same problem that I did. <laughs> but uh, you need to learn to laugh at yourself. If you could do it immediately, the, the more the it's better, right? The jokes are you better. I consider keeping the shirt and just coming up with other lines, but alas, I had to just give up the shirt. <laughs> it was such a bummer as it was my favorite shirt, but now that button, it betrayed me every damn time. It was so embarrassing. I'm like, no way this is so, but you know what? Sometimes you just got to go with the flow, learn to laugh at yourself. Don't take yourself so seriously and understand that sometimes it's a universe is laughing with you you know, um, sometimes at you, but anyway, that's the big message for the day. All right, let's go over to spaceweather.com and see what we can see over here. Um, right now the, uh, solar wind speed is 365.2 kilometers per second. We've been four days now without a, um, without a sunspot. So we're still at solar minimum and it's still going strong. So we'll see as the days uh, go by, um, there is a really weird phenomena they discovered on uh, Mars. Part of Mars is glowing, but it's in a spiral pattern. 
and it's very weird if you want to check out this picture it's on spaceweather.com there's a really long article about it but I think it has something to do with the way the planet rotates but at the same time it's literally a spiral planet from the center of the planet it's a counterclockwise spiral around from the center all the way out to the outer part and it's very very odd so you might be interested in seeing that um okay uh let's see right now we've had a 0.3 percent increase in the past 48 hours in the neutron counts that means we're getting cosmically radiated more than normal and we are at 10 percent of the space age average which is very high if you've been feeling a lot more ascension symptoms that could be it even my son was feeling like really um his muscles were starting to really hurt and we both started sneezing our heads off <laughs> my tv goes with a cheesecake but you know we our symptoms were really crazy my throat was swollen asthma has been worse for about three days um there have been weirder symptoms like that I think that my lungs are detoxing themselves. I don't know from what. I don't smoke, which is in general. That is, you you normally will detox through um, the elimination uh, way stations or your skin or your lungs. And I think that we've all uh, started to detox randomly um, lately. And that's just a thing. You can detox from the bottom of your feet, but only if you buy those uh, foot pads from China. And the Dollar Tree in the United States and the 99 cent store, sometimes they'll carry them. But you're only going to buy like one or two, um, or I mean two pads for like a dollar. It's not like you get the full set for a month or something. But they are really, truly worth it. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so the uh, coronal hole in the, in the uh, sun we just felt that that solar wind just came at us in the past uh in the past few hours i've been feeling it quite a bit the noctilucent clouds are almost completely gone which is sad but they'll be back probably next year if you want to see them or you could go to youtube i'm sure there's a lot of videos of them <clears throat> a lot of people are like what the hell it's day in the middle of the night oh my god and they don't understand about noctilucent clouds so I've seen a couple of videos like that, which is kind of funny. So if you really want to see from people knowing what they are, you might want to look up the words Noctilucent. It's spelled N-O-C-T-I-L-U-C-E-N-T. So there's been all kind of wild, sporadic uh, fireballs <laughs> over the United States. It is crazy. Some of the trajectories were really fast. Some were very slow. And all 27 fireballs were sporadic this time. And this is from the NASA All-Sky cameras and the All-Sky Fireball Network um, because NASA has been monitoring for quite some time now uh, the meteoroid environment um, over the U.S. because it's very, very odd. So anyway, that's it for space weather. And as far as the Schumann Resonance is concerned, we have had... Um, 12 <laughs> on the Schumann resonance scale. That's it, 12 hertz frequency. And that is from disclosurenews.it. And unfortunately, heartmath.org hasn't had an update in eight days. I don't know why. They might be having issues with their server again. 
I'm not going to make excuses. I'm just not going to report on like literally what they said eight days ago because I've already reported that. So hopefully they will get that fixed really fast. All right. So, uh, before I started recording, I have gone ahead and done the card of the day. I, I did my pendulum over my four card decks and today was chosen for us the everyday witch tarot it's already up on instagram that's at at mermaid girl 888 and i have like eight slides that you can see you have to slide it to the left i've just got a basic you know cover um you know picture of me turned into a cartoon which I've been wanting to use for a long time. I liked this picture. It looks like a very old album cover, um, like from the 1970s. It made me kind of nostalgic when I put this one together. So um, there's that. And you can see pictures of the disaster cake as well as the crying candle, the crying queen of the candles, and also um, the card of the day and what it means from the everyday witch uh, tarot app, which is $3 and 99 cents. I highly recommend it. It is actually really amazing. But, uh, today the card that came out of the deck as I was shuffling, this is a card for the whole collective is the seven of pentacles. And what's really weird is I did get this for myself in a reading about a week ago and I asked about my twin flame so I had to ask and double ask and triple ask are you sure this is for the soul family you know soul tribe the collective and the answer was yes every time so the seven of pentacles it's a very beautiful card it's got peridot green that's my birthstone so I thought that was pretty cool so this is what it, the card says seven of pentacles how does your garden grow At a certain point in any endeavor, it is good to stop and take stock, but sometimes all you can do is wait for things to come to fruition. So there you go. Um, Let's see. Trying to... Now something happened with the card. (laughs) The app is freaking out. Why? Um, Okay, so the question is... Do you have any long-term projects coming to fruition? Have you been waiting for something important? Odds are this card means that you are getting close, but resist the urge to push harder in the hopes of making things happen faster because it won't help and it might hurt. If you are on the verge of something, you might have to be patient and wait to see what happens. But the seven of pentacles is a good sign for you. So you might want to take a deep breath and try to relax. So, uh, all right. It says you have planted the seeds, tended the growing shoots to the best of your ability. Now all you can do is wait and see how things turn out. The seven of pentacles is not about making more effort. The time for that has passed. Now is when you take a good look at what you've accomplished and assess it thoughtfully as you can. Are the results what you hoped for? Will your efforts continue to grow and prosper? Only time will tell for sure. But the Seven of Pentacles is an indication that you are getting close to seeing what harvest your hard work will 
bear. All right, so <clears throat> keep this in mind. Um, what happened was when I did when I did my my reading for myself the other day, I got that card, and I was like, for days I was like working on myself. Okay. Am I afraid of the relationship? Am I afraid of anything happening in the relationship? Am I, am I worried about the way I look? Am I worried about the lack of money I have? Am I worried about my lack of prospects for money at this very moment? And then I got that card and I'm like, oh, all right. (coughs) I have done all my shadow work. I've done all my inner work. I'm done with all my karmic relationships. Everything I worked for to bring my twin flame into union with myself. I, from my end, I'm done. I'm ready. Done judging myself. I love myself completely. I'm done. I'm ready. And the reason he's not with me, he's not ready. So I had to start looking into him and he and I were telepathing and I don't know him in person yet. He's never written me. I think he's famous, so I can't just find him and write to him because then he's going to think I'm a fan. He's actually, he is actually famous. And so I have to wait for him to contact me in my little podcast, you know? (laughs) So I got that card and I was like, oh yeah, all right. So if you are looking for your twin flame, maybe it's not you, it's him. (laughs) You know, you're waiting for him. So, or her, and you got to go, hey, telepath with this person and say, hey, do you have this feeling? And if they say yes, heal it in yourself so that you can heal it in them. Heal it in yourself so you can heal that that thing in them. And that's how that works. Um, I feel like I'm just like days away. Remember, there's a new wave of people getting ready to meet each other in September. That's coming up like in six days, guys. So don't lose hope. And September is 30 days long. So don't lose hope. Okay. If you are a twin flame, you know you are. You're incarnate with your twin and you haven't met yet in the real world. (laughs) Real, but you know what I mean? It's going to happen. But keep working on yourself. And the Seven of Pentacles, if you are a twin looking for your partner, very much possible that you're okay and you're ready. And it's just a matter of timing now, divine timing. But for all other projects as well, Pentacles can mean money. Seven can mean it has to be connected to your spirituality and your divine guidance as well so if you want to hear or read again what i just read to you it is on my instagram feed at mermaid girl 888 i put it up there so you can read it and see it for yourself and there you go all right guys i'm gonna take a quick break when i come back i am channeling paramahansa yogananda for my birthday channeling pretty cool right all right We're going to be right back after these messages. Happy August, guys. I wanted to extend to you my birthday special. I was born this month and I wanted to do something for you guys. Normally, my readings are $111 for a tarot reading or a psychic mediumship reading. That means I can 
basically help you talk to any of your deceased loved ones, your higher self, even God himself, or any of the ascended masters that you've always wanted to have a conversation with. What you need to do is just contact me at mermaidgirl888 on Instagram. Just direct message me and let me know you're interested in having the birthday special $88 reading. That is $33 less than my normal price. And as always, my cloud readings are also available at $33. So there you have it. Happy August. I look forward to hearing from you. All right, guys, I am here connected with Paramahansa Yogananda. He was a yogi that lived um, a long time ago. He, He died... I think in the 70s, the 1970s, maybe the 1960s, he came to the United States in the 40s, I believe. Maybe even in the 30s. I can honestly, I can't remember. Anyway, he is one who authored the book, Autobiography of a Yogi. And if you ever wanted a really interesting read, This is one of the best books I've ever read in my life. Most autobiographies, people are saying, I did this and I did that and I accomplished this and I I was able to do that. And when you read this autobiography, it's different because he's not bragging on himself at all. In fact, he is very humble and his book is enormous because It was more like I met this person and I met that person and they're so wonderful and they're amazing because of this, because of that. He met a lot of saints and a lot of ascended masters and it was really, it's a really incredible book. It talks about gurus in India, people who are fake, people who are real, um, how you tell the difference basically. And you're going to need a dictionary because his words are really intense. His English skills are beyond, beyond most people that grow up speaking English, to be honest. And you're going to need a box of Kleenex because his stories are so incredibly sweet that if you read this book all the way through, it's just... It feels so incredibly empowering and loving and it just, it makes you cry because it's just, it's so sweet. It's, it, it humbles you how humble he is and his sweetness and his love will rub off on you. The other thing is about Paramahansa Yogananda is that he is with anybody and everybody who reads his book. So if you go and buy this book and you have it in your hands while you're reading it, he'll be sitting there quietly in the room with you, beaming love and light at you. And if you don't understand a passage, he will try to send you the energy of understanding so that you can understand 
what he meant by something that he said. Um, I didn't know this when I read the book, but later I started to hear his voice after I finished reading the book and started to take his spiritual lessons through Self-Realization Fellowship, which is srf.org if you want to check it out. His energy comes from the mother God side more than the father God side. He's very gentle and very sweet, very kind man. And, um, I don't know. I just, I, I really relate to him. He is an incredible person. And without further ado, we're going to start channeling him right now. Before we get into it, though, I'm going to let you know, because I have noticed and welcome aboard to all of you people who are brand new to the show. I have a lot more listeners than before. So when I channel somebody, I do it indirectly. I do all my channeling via telepathy. Sometimes my voice will change because I'm trying to match their sometimes accent, but rhythm and cadence of the voice of the person or being that I'm trying to channel. And so during this, it will, as it will seem like I'm channeling them directly, but I am not. I'm just trying to give you an authentic experience to the best of my ability. And so when I hear the voice of the person, I will relay it to you the way that I hear it. So, um, sometimes I'll stop and question stuff if it doesn't sound right or if I'm not hearing it right. And I do use muscle testing or kinesiology to make sure and determine that, yeah, that is the thing that I did feel. So, um, or that is the thing that I did hear. Um, and when I do channel, I hear and feel um, emotions and I'll hear the words and I'll hear sounds that are not words and I will see pictures without words and I have to unravel the whole thing at once also I will feel emotions in my body and then I'll understand the nature of the question that way Phew. God, guys, uh, we are being bombarded right this minute with a lot of cosmic radiation. I just got very, I got very cold. Suddenly, I was very, very hot. So hot, I mean, cold then followed by hot and then very, very sleepy. And I just like sitting up, getting ready to channel and all of a sudden, you could tell I started to get a little tired there. Splash water on my face and now I'm gonna go <laughs> now here we are so uh, without further ado I'm going to indirectly telepath Paramahansa Yogananda who wrote autobiography of a yogi and he is in uh, I, I I'm assuming the other side he's in heaven I suppose maybe he'll let us know about that or Maybe he has another message he wanted to say, so I'm going to allow him to go ahead and say it. So go ahead, Paramahansa Yogananda, welcome to the show. You may begin transmission now. You want to say that? Okay, he says, 
Namaste, greetings and hello. It is I, Paramahansa Yogananda. Many of you call me Guruji. Many of you call me Yogananda-ji. I am grateful for all of your beautiful thoughts and prayers and your high vibrational energy that you have sent my way over the decades, especially since my last smile, the day of my Samadhi. I am so truly grateful to see how many students have come my way, how many people have been brought to the fold of my bosom in the format of my teachings since my passing. It was truly a blessing and a gift to work for Divine Mother, to work for Heavenly Father in the capacity of being a grand spiritual teacher. I am so grateful for that experience, having been on earth and gone through that. Yes, I did become famous and yes, I did attract to myself so much money that I was able to build schools of learning in India. I was able to build many different locations in the United States and I was able to somehow manage to get the word out that went all over the world and have helped thousands, millions of people through my teachings. I never could have done this on my own. I never could have done this alone. I had the help of God. God was at the forefront and the heart of everything that I did. I loved God with a passion. I still do. And I encourage you to understand who God is and who she is, who he is to you as an individual outside of your traditional and typical religions. Because did you know, I have said, I have said in books, God is closer to you than your own jugular vein. God is in each individual cell. And every cell, if you allow the energy to flow through you, will rejoice in the presence of that God within. When you rejoice in the presence of that God within, what will happen is nothing shy of a miracle. Maybe he said short, nothing short of a miracle. He means nothing short of a miracle. When you allow that high vibrational God energy to come forth and be allowed to shine in every cell because it's already there, 
when your mind consciously vibrates with that energy of each individual cell, what takes place is that your body heals. You will lose weight that you've been wanting to lose. You will feel great and have energy beyond measure energy that you had no idea you could muster up inside of you when you allow that energy of God you that high vibration of God to shine forth in every cell in your body you're going to vibrate higher and when you vibrate higher and especially when coupled with the correct meditation and breathing techniques and even for some of you, the correct food and the correct regimen of exercise and sleep ratios. When you do all of this, you're going to start to understand completely and truly the deeper spiritual esoteric truths that maybe you've been feeling has been hidden from you. Other people seem to get it and not you, and you don't know why. What's different between you and them? And I'm here to tell you, nothing is different between you and other people who have gotten the cosmic memos from the great divine. All you need to do is open up your heart and your mind and pay attention and tune in to the section of each individual cell in your body that is literally harboring God just below the surface. Feel God in every presence of every cell and feel the presence of God in the individual cells, in your spiritual body, in your emotional body, in your mental body, your physical body, all of your parts of your being not just your physical being but everything that is you that makes up what you identify as the you that you are right now you contain the word of God the word of the living God inside every cell inside every part every component every bit and vibration of your energy all of the energies that combine to make you you are filled with the light of God and when we say light and I mean all ascended masters when they say love and light what we're meaning is the spirit of God, which is pure love, which created you. You are literally a chip off the old block, as they say. You are a spark of energy off of the grandest, greatest energy in all of the universes. Because you come from the divine creator who created all things. So... You have that inside of you. And light is, as you know, it's a particle, it's a wave, 
but it's also packets of information. We've talked about this before. He says, I know Elena has mentioned this before. Yes, I have. And what you need to understand is that you don't have to go somewhere. You don't have to live in a cave. You don't have to be at a specific library or college or temple or church. You don't have to be in a group singing Kumbaya in Mount Shasta, California. You don't have to do specific rituals or paint your hair a certain color, wear a certain clothes. You don't have to don special shoes. You don't have to gather in a coven and dance naked under the moonlight at midnight on the 13th day of the seventh month or whatever. You don't have to do anything outwardly in order to know and feel the presence of divine within. All you need to do is sit quietly and genuinely and ask God for the light of God or his light, her light, if you wish to say mother God is okay too. You just allow the light to come in passive. You sit passively. You stare into your third eye and you just take a deep breath, natural rhythm, natural cadence of breath. You don't want to hyperventilate. You don't want to not breathe. Many of you, when you're concentrating, you stop breathing and then you, and you gasp for air. We, the spiritual masters, the ascended ones, we are always trying to get these messages to you that all you need to do is sit quietly in meditation, turn your energy inward, meaning stop paying attention to your physical body for a temporary bit of time. Turn your attention inwardly by staring at your third eye with your eyes half closed, half open. And when you stare at your third eye, you're going to allow light to come in more. You already have a light, but you allow more and more light to come in and it will illuminate your body from within. Now, maybe you've already started to do this. Maybe you have meditated a little bit and you feel the energy of the light and you don't know what to do with it once you have it. So we're going to talk about that right now. You focus on your third eye and when you draw inwardly, that energy opens up little packets of light and information comes bubbling up to the surface from every part of your body. You will feel energy like packets of light, like bubbles, almost like you have a fizzy soda, like a carbonate soda inside of you. And this bubbly energy will come up, 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 and you're going to start to feel 
the energy of the light that surrounds you in every direction. And when you pull in enough light, all the packets of light will open up and you'll just feel a solid light. Some of you will visualize this as a slightly golden yellow white light. Some of you will visualize this as a blue white light. Some of you might even experience yellow or purple or green energy to the white light. Your perception is going to be different. It will also contain clues as to who you are and where you're needing to be. All right. Okay. Master, I would like to know what do you mean by that? This is me, Elena, asking. And so he says, okay, very well. When you, uh, are you saying walk in fields of, okay, he says, when you walk in fields of wheat or walk in fields of grain, there is an energy of that golden harvest energy. And that is gold from uh, the sunlight, but also from the wheat itself. Imagine that golden energy for a moment. And then now imagine that uh, you are helping. Okay. Um, so imagine that you are standing in front of a man who's in the middle of a wheat field and he's meditating. Imagine as the light goes into his body, what will happen? Um, okay, I'm sorry. I'm trying to see, visualize this and relay the message at the same time. So what will happen is if a man is standing outside and his energy that he sees is golden in nature and he goes outside and he's in the sun and he's pulling in the energy of the sun and he's saying he's uh, standing next to a wheat field which is a very good strong energy it's the energy of uh, he's saying staff support but what do you mean by this uh, like imagine a man holding a staff that's very strong and powerful and he holds it against the earth and he puts his love and his energy and his time into the earth. And the earth in turn brings him all of the rewards he could possibly muster. Because he's putting his energy and his love and light into the earth. So that golden energy, if you meditate and you see that, you are an earth healer. Wow. You are a way shower for those who wish to heal the earth. When you close your eyes and you wish to see I don't know why he's showing me this. It's kind of weird. Are you showing me like a purple one? Like a green one? Are you showing me like a like a glow in the dark necklace on a string? And when you hold the energy, when you hold a necklace up to the sunlight or an artificial light, and then you go in a closet and you go in the dark and you see that energy, that green, when it's something that's green and glowing. And it's something that um, he's saying it's not like an electric 
um, energy because there's more color to electricity. If you can open your third eye enough, you're going to start to see, even if you put, um, when you plug something into the wall, the energy of electricity is a different color. So he means like a child's toy or like a necklace. <clears throat> there's many around in the world. He knows still there's the energy of that green glowing energy. So when you focus on your third eye and you are feeling like you want to imagine, visualize the energy of white light coming into you. When you feel the green energy come into you, you are a plant healer and an empath and a big part of your spiritual practice and life should be sending that energy outward to all of the vegetation and the animals of earth and you can include human animals on earth if you wish all of nature sings and basks in the glow of the energy that you can give her. So if you meditate and the energy comes in your third eye and it's slightly green, it's yours to take care of the nature. If it is purple or a lavender, you're supposed to walk a path of an illumined master someday. So if you're brand new to spirituality and you see purple when you meditate, that means you are uh, the kind of person that spiritually has been called a, a hermit. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's very noble that you wish to like feel and pull in positive vibrational energy in order to help your fellow man because you are a spiritual humanitarian. If when you close your eyes and you see pure white light, this means a couple things, that you come at the world at a pl- from a place of innocence and joy and... Um, okay, I'm not quite getting that word. You come from a place in the world of, um, okay, I'm not catching this. So he's basically showing me like when you close your eyes and then you feel the white energy and it's just white light and there's no extra, uh, um, not water, no extra energy to it. He says you are calm and you're pure you could be a brand new soul you can also be um okay I'm getting tripped up on this so you could be your being in a pure and innocent form you can tap into God the Father faster And you're supposed to go inward more. So if you're seeing only white light when you go 
and stare at your third eye and you start to see the light your body's being filled with light it's all white light but he has he's saying that there's like tints to it and that gives you a clue as to who you are as a person where you fit into creation what kind of creativity you should be having and it helps you con- to connect to the ascended masters and to connect to the highest vibrational white light energy of God himself. He says you have to trust yourself no matter what kind of white light you're seeing, whether there's a tinge to it or not. What's cobalt blue? He says you are meant to be working with the celestials, the angels, the sylphs of the air, and the like. Also, it could mean that you are you yourself a celestial or come from celestial origin. All right, that's good. That's Mine has always been slightly blue, and I never thought there was a difference between my ideas and other people's ideas as far as this is concerned. I didn't realize that it could be um, color-coded to let you know your life purpose. It makes it like so much easier, right? At least from a spiritual standpoint, what your life purpose is, your spiritual purpose, basically. He says, yes, exactly. It's like a spiritual purpose that will, um, he's saying, bring people together, ultimately. So, is there another part you want to say? He says, try to sit with your spine straight as possible. If you cannot do that, it's uncomfortable. You can lay down on your back. Um, Not turning to your side, but just laying on your back. And you focus on your third eye. And also pull in the energy from the bottom of your feet, the soles of your feet all the way through all the different body parts. And what we mean by that is um, your individual cells, your toes, your ankles, your lower legs. Just imagine every part of your body and imagine it receiving. (laughs) I received a message where I said the word receiving. That was pretty cute. Um, All right. That's very odd. Okay. <clears throat> Where were we? Um, you pull in light from the bottom of your feet up when you lay in bed. And this... Okay. All right. That makes sense. I, I don't think you said this before in your lessons. All right. I was concentrating so hard. I felt energy just now leave my forehead, guys. And you heard the cupboard across the way. Just it, it, it made a sound. And I know that when I'm thinking hard and depending on where my head is pointed, where my nose basically is pointed, it, the energy goes out there. And now I'm noticing exactly how that's playing out. Because <laughs> my nose is pointed to that cupboard. I went... Uh, but see that was the one above my right hand side of my head maybe I'm wrong then anyway because <laughs> I don't remember 
pointing my head that way and thinking, but that's all right. Maybe it's not always for me. Yeah. Okay. So Paramahansa Yogananda is trying to explain this. When you're laying in bed and you're in your laying on your, he says on your spine, basically you're laying on your back. You're not up on your sides or on your or face down. Your your face up, laying on your back. You pull in the energy from the feet because that is the part of you that usually is the most tired because it's been walking around or standing around all day. Um, even if you don't have a job, that's the one part of you that needs that extra special attention. So you pull it from the bottom of your feet up, and as you do so in your legs if you have any cramps or any uh, muscles that are stiff you pull in the energy into the individual cells to help the muscle stiffness and it goes all the way up over your knees all the way up over your hips and goes all the way through your body down your arms and up out through your head and this is a very simple meditation that everybody could be doing and should be doing Um, if you can think about it every night, just pull in the energy from the bottom of your feet up. But if you're meditating, you focus only on your third eye and your body will be filled with light automatically. And if you are filled with pink energy, this is another one. Your energy is to only love everybody you can, whether it is, um, the consciousness of an animal like a cow or a dog or um, or a horse or a parakeet no matter what kind of animal it is if you have any kind of uh, pets your energy your life purpose is just to love those pets and bring in a greater and greater bigger and bigger energy of loving the earth so I guess you forgot to mention this before I said about I don't know what I said. I know what I'm, huh, there's so much, you're giving me so much information with pictures and words. And he says, don't worry, it's going to come across in your voice, whether you say the words or not. So he's assuming uh, the downloads, upgrades and light codes will be coming through my voice. So that's good. All right. So by the way, so if you start to feel a white light in your head and you feel your body fills up and you keep thinking pink, your energy is just to love, love all the animals in your life. Love, um, he's saying your grandmother, like, and he said, abuelo, your grandfather, <coughs> love your mother, your, your child, your sibling, anyone and everyone in your path, whether it is a sparrow outside on a tree or your grandmother in the kitchen baking you a pie or your loved ones, your uh, spouse, your your marital partner, even the people, colleagues that you work with. If you're if you pull in only pink energy with that white, when you try to imagine only white light, what happens is you are meant to be more social, more gregarious, more outgoing, and you're supposed to love absolutely everybody, and you become like a love generator. And when you're a love generator, what happens is it radiates outward and you can affect the whole world that way. So that's um, what, you know, what your individual thing is, you know. Um, 
He says also if you pull in white light and there's an orange tint to it, this energy means you are creative. You're an artist. You could be an artist in the kitchen with food. You could be an artist with uh, painting a canvas. You can be an artist um, as a musician. And energy of orange, thats it, it brings you that energy of being uh, up and awake and alive and vibrant. And so if you feel orange-ish energy mixed in with the white, that is your life purpose, is that you are creative, you're a creative person, and you need to embrace your creativity as soon as possible. Okay, so, um, wow, you guys, I'm like, always like, I'm like fighting going into a deep, deep, deep trance right now. I want to try to make sure I have a handle on what's going on. This is why I'm an indirect telepath, by the way. So, okay. Do we forget any others? Like that? No. No, he... Alright, yeah. He says there's no others that he could think of right now. And if it comes to you later, that's different than what he said. It might be Divine Creator working through you to explain to you your own personal niche or your own ideas. He says, like, you know where you're going because sometimes um, sometimes on different days you might have different... Um, Alright, so he's showing me like if you are visualizing and imagining the white lights coming in through your third eye and it's pouring into your body and one day you still see pink energy with that white light and another day you see orange. What that means is through your creativity you're going to spread love outwardly. So he just gave you the color coding keys to the universe as far as knowing what it is you... Um, want to be doing what you came here to be doing and what your soul wishes for you to do and accomplish this time around. It's like really deep. I'm hoping that the energy he's giving me to give to you guys separate from the words I'm saying, I hope it's reaching you with the upgrades, downloads, and light codes. I'm hoping this is making sense because I'm being bombarded by cosmic radiation, which is really intense and strong right now. And at the same time, in, in the solar winds energy, but at the same time, his energy is really loving and calming, and I just feel like falling asleep in his arms, right? Like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, a big brother would hug you, you know, if you're little, like, that's how I feel, like, just, ah. <laughs> so, hopefully this is making sense. Alright, so now we're going to get back to this. When you're laying down, pull the the white light from your feet up and out outward um, after it hits all parts of your body. Radiate outward in all directions. And loop it back into yourself from your feet and up. And you say not unlike a toric field. Now, when you're sitting up and you're trying to consciously meditate to become spiritually enlightened and open your third eye so that you can see... Uh, more about what's going on in your body you pull that in from the top of your head and pull that energy down 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 all the way down eventually to your feet out your limbs 
um, you know, your arms to your hands. So when you're meditating, sitting up, pull the energy from the top of your head down. When you're laying in bed, pull the energy from the bottom of your feet up. And he says, because when you sit down and meditate, your mind is what races more than your body. It's your mind that needs the most attention at that moment when you're sitting down to meditate. When you when you lay down to go to sleep, it's your feet that ache the most out of all of your body. And then you can bring that energy up to heal yourself. And when you're spiritually seeking, it's from the top down because the energy of light is coming into... Um, it's it's coming into your individual body and self but at the same time you are being linked up with every other meditator at that time and you're being linked up with all the spiritual people who have gone on the spiritual path before you you will start to link up to them as well even if you don't know them you're going to sense that they're there and he showed me the difference between the, the what he calls the white and the gray um, energy. When you connect to meditators who are brand new like you, you're going to have that white energy. It's newness and purity energy. And when you maybe um, I'm getting so much information. It's please backtrack a little bit. Oh man, this is getting rough. Um, There's something so profound there, and I saw it, and I couldn't put into words right away. So, okay, let's talk. Let's talk about that again. That concept. Like, okay, so I think we already talked about that. Where, if you're meditating and you're pulling energy from the top down, you have to calm your mind first, and then gently calm the rest of your body. And it is a calming energy, but also energizing, especially when you start from the top down and you're sitting up and when you're laying down and you pull the energy from your, your feet all the way up. So I'm getting a jumble of words, so much information at once. saw a cosmic wave go through my room I've never seen that before it just looked like mist or um, smoke it's just like a wave of light just I don't know if you could tell but I just got very calm the energy coming in and it was a a pale lavender and blue so Paramahansa Yogananda when you see those two colors um, he says it's um a wave of spiritual energy to awaken the masses and you just happen to catch the tail end of it and it went throughout the whole world just now and then the blue energy it's a one of calm and peace and you just explain this to us though so the purple energy is high spiritual vibration and the blue energy 
is speaking and telling your truth. I don't know if we covered this one yet. That's speaking and telling your truth. If you're an orator, a lawyer, somebody who um, gives lectures or talks and inspires people, you are an inspirational orator. If you see blue and white, oh, that makes sense. Because that's what I see when I, when I, um, when I meditate, that's what I see. So it's blue and white. He's showing me something else now. Did we finish that? When you're laying down and saying, is there any other? Oh, yes. The walking meditation. Okay, great. We're going to get to the other thing first. Uh, later. Okay. When you do a walking meditation, you can pull the energy of the earth up through your feet and out and come back around to your feet, creating what could be shaped like a donut or a toric field, or you can bring the energy of the cosmos, not just through the top of your head, but through the top half of your body and maybe all at once, like a big umbrella covering you and going all the way down your entire, um, Yeah, he's also saying this helps with family lines. I'm sorry. It's disjointing because he's speaking so fast and giving so many quick images it's hard to keep up. So he's showing the energy of the sun can come down from the top of your head, but also... I don't know. It's almost like a... You're pulling it in from every direction and every cell at once. And he says it's almost like every individual in creation of the creation of nature is sending you that love and that light all the time. And when you're willing to absorb it temporarily while you're walking, it brings a joy and energy to you that nothing else does. When you're consciously making an effort with every foot fall on the earth. And the whole of nature will send it to you. And so you get bombarded from every angle of your body, not just in your head or in your feet. It's like you breathe it in and it's almost becomes like you're breathing in the energy of the world. You're breathing out the energy of the world. And you could just be sitting there or walking there. He's saying, um, you might not even be consciously aware of it, but yet it is. And that's why when you walk outside, Um, you tend to feel a lot more energized is because all of nature is sending you energy from every direction. He's saying from blades of grass to dandelions to trees, everything, when you're consciously and spiritually aware, you're going to become consciously and spiritually aware of the, um, like trees will shoot out oxygen at you. (laughs) He says, if you can see it on, um, you know, with x-ray vision or on x-ray. Trees don't just willy-nilly send out oxygen. If there are humans there, they will direct it towards the humans. Consciously. And he says, you know, like trees and plants don't have the brains that we do, but they're operating from a higher vibrational, higher quantum standpoint. 
you know, like things that we can't understand because we're, it's not observable. So for us, it just seems like plants are, you know, they're living, but they're not consciously living, but they're a lot more conscious than you would imagine. And they direct energy towards you. All right. So let's go to the other thing. Is there anything else about that? No. And if you want to give an even exchange, just of just take, take, take from the environment. And if you're feeling weak when you start your walk, that's okay to just take, take, take. But when you are feeling strong and powerful, you can breathe it in. And then when you breathe out, you're breathing outward in every direction. And it's like a vibration that sets up and it's a different kind of energy where you're pulling it in and pulling it out and pulling it in and pulling it out or, or, you know, sending it out, bringing it in. Um, it becomes an equal exchange. Everything becomes an equal exchange. He's saying like an equal exchange of energy. And when you do that, it's like, like you breathe it in, you breathe it out, you breathe it in, you breathe it out. And that means you're a harmonizer and a balancer if you can master that quickly. And this uh, energy is, uh, generally speaking, white. Although, if you're feeling the energy of the blanket energy coming from the top down, if you could become aware of energy, that is still, um, it's like energy from the sun, energy from individuals around you. And also, it could be just your own personal perception of the energy, of the energy, because of where you stand life purpose wise. The other thing is if you, if you resonate with someone's food, like street vendors, for example, or taco trucks or something like that, he's showing me, um, that food will call out to you and you, and your body will respond in kind. So and, and if it's a vibrational match, you will be drawn to that food. Have you ever been out and you see four or five people selling food and you're hungry, you're so starving, but you just, it's almost like an icy cold energy in your veins, even though it's in your nervous system. And it sometimes just feels like you don't want any of that food, even if you're hungry. And if you've ever thought of this conundrum, you feel like, really strange like why didn't you buy that um energy or that food which is energy um it's because you don't resonate with the energy of the food and the energy of the vendor that's why you won't gravitate towards it even if you are super hungry and even if it's like hot dogs that you normally like or nachos or ice cream or whatever it is um if you don't normally I mean, if you normally like it and now you're not attracted to it. And he says you could, you could, um, like take ice cream. For example, if you're out and about and you see a street vendor selling ice cream, that might look absolutely terrible to you. You don't want to eat it. And you might hear from other people that they, they thought it was great. What's wrong with you? 
but it's because you don't resonate with that energy of the food itself and also of that vendor. But you could go home that very same day and be absolutely in resonance with the ice cream in your freezer. And he says this works with all food, but you have to become aware of energetically how the food is affecting you vibrationally before you even touch it or eat it or even smell it. Okay, so... Um, I don't know where to go up with that, but like I'm trying to come up with, yeah, he says, so yeah, say there's a specialty cheese at a specialty shop. You might start thinking about it. You never stop thinking about it, but you could go to the grocery store and they might have a hundred kinds of cheese available to pick, you know, to choose from and none of it resonates. So you just kind of go, ugh. and sometimes your mind will block it and your eyes can't even see it because it does not resonate with you. And he says this happens with a lot of different things, um, movies or, um, or clothes in a clothing store. Like you, you and your best friend could walk through an aisle, um, um, of, of, um, shirts or pants and you might not see any of the clothes because they don't resonate with you. But for her, she has like already five pairs of pants in her arm because she recognizes the energy of it. It's okay. That's her energy. And it goes farther than that. The people who manufactured the clothes might be a vibrational match for you. So when you put on your favorite hoodie, maybe the person who created that hoodie or the person who made the artwork on that hoodie, that person is in resonance with you. So he's now he's referring back to my fashion faux pas. He says, he says, yeah, sometimes you might be attracted to wearing clothes that don't make any sense to other people, but it's because you resonate with the person who made the clothes. You resonate with the place the clothes came from. You resonate with the colors of the clothes you recognize. Um, you, you resonate with maybe the shape or the look of the clothes, but most importantly, the fabric of the clothes, because you're going to be affected by everything that you buy, everything that you're near, everything that you absorb into your system. You only can do so because of the resonance within and the resonance without. And so we're asking you, and he's saying just all the ascended masters in heaven at this time that he's with, He's saying, we're asking you to please become more aware of the energy around you. And the more energy that you relate to and the more energy you wish to take in as well as give out in even an equal exchange, the more you're going to be able to lose your density of your physical body and go up, 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 higher, higher and higher and ever higher into the fifth dimension. And you're already there, but he's saying higher and higher up in. All right. He's saying, I know this is a lot to take in. So the biggest takeaway you can get out of this conversation is that energy is real. Energy exists. Become aware of it and then become aware of how you receive it and then become aware of how you exchange it with others and how you just send it out into the world in general become aware of any colors that pop into your mind 
while you're imagining the energy going places. And then you can start to see the color inside of your head. You will start to resonate to everything and understand what resonates with you. He's saying, you live in an electrified universe filled with energy, electromagnetic energy and other forms of energy. But when it comes right down to it, it's all coming from God and everything is God energy. Some of it's recycled and seemingly old, but it's all a renewable resource because it's a fully, he says it's like fully funded. (laughs) It's fully fundable resource. It's constantly there and around you. So don't worry about taking energy from plants, having an energy exchange with somebody else, which could be anything from a handshake to eye contact to making love to them if they're your husband or wife or um, boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. So you have different um, circumstances in which energy approaches you. Oh, I looked and it said 5555. He says, you see, that's one of your energy resonances. The 5555 at 5 a.m. on the nose, by the way. Um, He says sometimes you're going to resonate to different times, not just plants and food and people and animals and circumstance and parts of the ground. Different times of the day will resonate with you more. So you might start to see that certain times of the day will are your power grab where you're going to grab as much power with your body as humanly possible because hey it's six in the morning and that's where your energy is or hey it's four in the afternoon and that's where your energy is you know the the guy at six in the morning he might exchange with maybe has goldfish swimming in a bowl and they exchange energy and maybe he eats a specific kind of breakfast food and that's where he gets his energy but maybe someone in the afternoon They get their energy from going on walks in nature, and nature gives them the energy. You see, even though all energy is just energy, electrons are electrons, it depends on where they're coming from and how they will affect you. So, um, and all of it is individual, see? That's why you have the whole... The, the collective in, the collective and the individual are both within the whole. That's what he's trying to say. All right. He says, I think I've given you more than enough to think about right now, and you're probably going to have to hear this two or three times, or some of you four or five times, to study this and understand where all the energy is coming from, how you exchange with your environment. He says, it's time for me to go now. But I love all of you. And he says, with the God in me, I, I, I bow down to the God in you. And I bless you. And I bless you. And I bless you. And he's, okay, and I'm saying now you must, now you can end transmission, Paramahansa Yogananda. He says, with pleasure. <laughs> okay. Namaste. Okay. He's bowing to me. And that's the end of the transmission. Well, there it is. Whew, that was deep, man. I kept going very, very deep in trance. Um, I love Paramahansa Yogananda very much and trust him a lot. So, 
It's pretty interesting stuff. I hope that you got something out of it. Anyway, I love each and every one of you. I want to thank you for your continued confidence and faith in my abilities. Thank you, all of you who said happy birthday to me. A lot of you have done that, and I want to thank you for that. And uh, what else? That's it. I love each and every one of you. I'm glad we're on this ascension journey together. I wanted to thank you for liking, subscribing, favoriting, and forwarding and telling everybody in your Twitter followers, everyone in your Instagram feed, and everyone on your Facebook spiritual groups because my numbers are growing and that means, well, my son and I are going to be able to eat a little more. (laughs) If you know of any celebrities, let them know um, if they're spiritual that this is a good podcast and maybe... They might want to tell a few people, maybe on TV or in a magazine, in an interview, maybe something like that. I don't know. Um, It will help me greatly. So that's it. I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.